welcome to Reality Tea Times 2, the podcast where we discuss all the trash reality TV we love to hate. I'm Danika, and today we are going to be discussing 90 Day Diaries. So because we are being inundated with Love is Blind, which you should have, if not all, most of those episodes um, already to you, we are going to be combining diaries um last week's episode episode six and episode seven into this episode and we're not going to be doing like a full recap like what i've done prior we're going to just kind of combine the two and we're just going to do high level thoughts of each person and that's basically how we're going to do it all right guys so as promised we're going to do some hot goss and i also have um, pretty quick announcement after, so before we hop into the episode. So first, let's do some hot goss. There, I'm going to basically share as much with you here as possible, but there will be one thing that I'm going to say for the Bachelor episode, um, because it'll make a little more sense for that. I'm not going to talk about it now because I haven't actually even done the episode yet. So, Christine Brown has come forward to say we are going to be seeing a lot more of David in the coming seasons of Sister Wives. What the hell? They, is this the last season? Is it the last season? Like, come on now. Anyway, she says people are, are going to be seeing a lot with the two of us. Um, and she also added, I'm really excited for everybody to meet David more because he's really genuine, kind of maybe making a little bit of a dick at Cody. But as we kind of were kind of told by David himself that, you know, he never really wanted to be on camera, it's kind of not his thing. Christine kind of shared from that, her side of things, saying that she felt bad that David didn't get enough time to transition smoothly into the world of reality TV. She said, I didn't prepare him enough. I think that now he'll be on more episodes and we'll get a chance to shine. And, uh, yeah. Here's my thing. Why does he need to be on reality TV? Why can't he just be in the background? Christine, this is your thing. You know, if you see him or whatever, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Something should just not be on television, I guess. And um, I think honestly, there shouldn't even be another season. I mean, I think you need to do a season to close it out. That I that I understand. Close out the season. Close out the series. And call it a day. But clearly, that's never going to fucking happen. But anyways, that's that for Christine. A little bit there, but next thing, let's quickly talk about. The whole thing, the comment I heard around the world with respect to Love is Blind, people tell me I look like Megan Fox, end quote. Well, people are kind of coming forward in her defense. She's coming out in her own defense, kind of. But I have a lot to say here. So Chelsea's friend went on, I think, Instagram. Her name is Presley Carter, Um, says that, Thank you all who are from our hometown and know Chels for all of your love and support for her through this. It's been so exciting to watch her and see everything. Also very hard because people are so mean 
here on the internet and take reality TV way too seriously. Like, it's a show, y'all. We need to cool it. Um, she continued on by saying, here's the people who are criticizing the casting to understand these are real people with feelings and emotions, with families and friends reading the comments, and we're all imperfect, all trying our best. Please respect the cast through this. Now, here's what I'm going to say to you, Presley Carter. I understand what you're saying. People are going to, I mean, people shouldn't be mean. Like, they shouldn't be mean. But saying someone does not fucking look like Megan Fox and having opinions about her is going to fucking happen. And everyone else on this, it's not just her, everybody. Everyone gets shit on, okay? That's that's the, that's how the whole thing. You have podcasters are going to have opinions. You're going to have just the regular old person behind a keyboard having an opinion because we love this show. This is the first season that we're getting. We actually feel like we're getting a real fucking season at that too. And People are going to have commentary. People are going to have thoughts and feelings watching the show. You've put yourself on the show. You signed up for the show. You decided to be on it. Chances, you know, maybe sometimes slim whether or not you'll end up on the show. But you were. You actually ended up past the pause on the show. Guess what? You signed up for this. And you sign up for it more when you said to people, to, to Jimmy, that people think you look like Megan Fox. Knowing you don't. Now, I said it then and I'll say it again. Because she says it here too. Chelsea herself says, I literally said that I don't think I look like Megan Fox. Even though people are saying I look like Megan Fox. I still don't think people told her that. I actually have a theory, which I'm actually, I'll share it here, but I'll also share it with Sharon as well when we do the episode together. But I have a theory. I personally am starting to wonder if Chelsea said Megan Fox because the other woman that Jimmy was interested in looks closer to Megan Fox than Chelsea does. I'm just saying. That's my theory. I could be very wrong. I know someone caught a still of her somewhere out there. I'm sure you can maybe find it. Someone caught a still of her where she's like, oh, it kind of looks like Michael Fox there. But that's it. That's it. Um, If anything, I think Chelsea looks, I think someone said this too, looks more like Adele. I'm like, I see that. I think Adele's gorgeous. Chelsea is gorgeous. She just doesn't look like Megan Fox. That is it. But anyways, that's my theory with that. But anyways, the not all oh, I read that. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, the not also read. I um, there's this friend, Presley Carter. She said this show has amazing editors that want to get drama and tell a narrative that is true. They are great at their jobs. We only see a little bit of the hours and hours they film. Also true. Carter's note ended with a reminder to not be judgmental. Later on, um, I believe just on Monday, I'm recording this on Friday, Chelsea posted a video on TikTok where she laughed about the whole thing. And she said this would be great. Uh, this would be a great time for the people who have ever told me that I resembled her to come forward. Please, I'm begging you. <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't think. I, I, I'm, 
We'll get to it when we go to Love is Blind. Which, y'all, it is Friday and I haven't watched it yet. I will go starting it tonight, though. Anyways, the last piece of hot gossip that I have, Married at First Sight. Jamie and Doug have announced that she is expecting her third baby. Um, She says, I'm pregnant after three years. They've been trying for three years. God. Um, she says, I am pregnant. She says, I'm a little, or sorry. Yeah, she says, I'm a little bit in shock, a lot of it in disbelief. It is incredible. Amazing. We prayed on it. That's what Doug added. Um, it's been a long journey to get here. And, uh, she also continues on my saying, but I really believe that everything does happen in God's perfect timing. And that is very true. So, that is it for Hawk Goss. Very quickly before we hop to the episode, though, I do have an announcement for you guys. Y'all, new website. I have a new website coming at you. Um, so I'm going to do it here. The outro might still reflect the old, um, the old, uh, uh, website, but I will be updating the outro so that you can have the correct information. However, the proper website will be in the show notes nonetheless. So we have a new website. It's exactly the website that I want, kind of always wanted, fished around, found this, did the work on it. I hope everyone likes it. I've enjoyed it. So you can find us on reality times two all spelled out dot podcast page dot io so i will be putting that on our new our in the show notes um i mean the other website will still be available but it won't be updated going forward um so yes everything will be on there you can listen to the um, episodes there. I'll be putting up our shorts there as well. Um, so that'll all be there. But that's basically, it's basically it. Oh, I'm excited for this. Um, but again, the outro will be updated probably by next week, um, with the new websites but going forward the website will be on our show notes so that's basically it for that we're gonna go into the episodes now so first couple from the sixth episode which is titled dancing queen we get david and annie basically with david and annie she's getting her citizenship. That's basically, that's basically it. He takes her to this park, um, where they have like the, I guess, statues of the presidents, not, I guess, all presidents, but, you know, some of the more early presidents just kind of sitting in this, which I thought was actually really cool. Can we see Lincoln, Truman, Washington, Jefferson, which I thought was actually really, this really cool. Um, but he takes her there so she can like learn 
um, the presidents and whatever, so she can have that ready to go for her test. And then it's the day of the test, and she answers, I guess, six questions. We find out a little later, and she passed. She is officially an American citizen. Congratulations, Annie. She definitely deserves it. As she says earlier on, I think I deserve this because I have to stay with you in the firehouse and then the storage unit. So I deserve this. And yeah, she fucking does. So yay. And then they kind of go to this party later on, which I guess her lawyer threw. Not sure. But they go there, have some fun, whatever. And then he re-proposes to her and says, we had our American wedding here six years ago. So we never had a Thailand, a Thai wedding. So let's go get married in Thailand. And she's very excited, obviously. She's like, ee, so we're going to go do that. And that's basically it. That's basically David and and Annie. Then we get Julia and Brandon again. But this time, it's mainly focused on her getting a job and having a job interview. And she does have a job interview. She has one at, um, I don't know if it's like a go-go dancing place or a strip club place, whatever the case is. But she goes into this job interview. She, you know, says that she has this experience she go-go danced spent some time but she has done that obviously we don't know that and then um the lady who's interviewing her literally says okay well here are the rules of virginia because virginia is um a conservative state you're not allowed to have full-blown nudity in a strip club in virginia your top has to stay on, your bottom has to stay on, all that needs to stay on. So there really truly isn't nudity in a strip club. Nonetheless, Julia is actually not applying to be a stripper. She's applying to be a go-go dancer, which is completely different. And maybe even potentially bartending as well. So she won't be, there won't be any nudity. She'll be completely clothed the entire time. Um, so she auditions. Like how she does an audition, and she actually was pretty good. I mean, I don't know much about much, but she seemed pretty good to me, honestly. And she got the job right on the spot, right on the spot. But of course, she does say, I need to talk to my husband about it first, and then we'll kind of go from there. So that night, <laughs> I see you, Julia. She sets up a massage table for Brandon. It's all like romantical and everything because she's trying to butter him up. And she eventually, like, they after the massage, which for which she did ask, is there a happy ending at the end of this? She's like, from your butt? And he's like, no, thank you. <laughs> but there's not going to be any form of happy ending after this, actually. Because when she does tell him, I have a job interview, and they offer me the job right on the spot, he's like, oh my god, really? Cool, great, what about it? What's, what's going on? She says, well, I'm going to be a go-go dancer at a strip club. And as soon as he hears the word strip anything, 
strippership club, don't matter. He's like, the fuck you say? And he is like, well, I don't want to tell anybody that my wife works at a strip club. And I'm like, you don't need to tell your anybody anything. You really don't. I don't want to tell my wife. I don't want to tell people my wife works with strippers. You don't need to tell anybody anything. But even then, what the fuck does it matter? Why, why does that matter? You are the problem with society. What's, what's the problem? So what? Who gives a shit? It's a job. At the end of the day, whether she is a stripper, whether she is a go-go dancer, bartender at a strip club, who gives a shit? And it's a job and people need to fucking work. Like, I don't understand. But he's all about how it looks. Not so much about the actual job itself, it seems. It seems more it's about what it, how it will look to people. But he literally says, so why stop there? Why not just do porn then? You're reaching even after she tells him the laws of virginia when it comes to strip clubs he still is going why not do porn you're stretching my sir she didn't she wouldn't even be any naked for anybody like i don't understand anyway he completely shuts it down but she says we need money badly so i might just end up doing it without his approval anyways so that's basically where their story kind of ends off here for now. The other thing that I didn't mention in the beginning is that they did finish um, renovations in their home, and it looks pretty good. She did the flooring, too. It's pretty good. Congrats to that. But that's basically it for now with Brandon and Julia. Then we have Debbie and what's his name again? <laughs> We're just going to say Debbie. So, um, she's been in Canada now for a year at this point, and there's not a lot to talk about here with them anyways. They kind of just talk about the fact that they've had a lot of adjustments to living together. She also mentions that she does talk to Colt, I think, once a week, so they're okay. Um, she likes the fact that they do have the distance from each other so that they can focus on their own lives. So they do some yoga and they decide to do yoga instead of having sex or so that they're not just having sex. It's technically their anniversary. Whatever. Um, then we kind of see them go and looking about buying another cat. They already have three pets, two cats, one dog. And um, they're going to get another cat and um one of the cats almost bites what's his face <laughs> i don't know why he's not coming to me but it almost bites him and whatever they haven't found the right cat yet but they will keep looking that's basically it that was else to talk about with um debbie and um him then we move over now to Caesar, and I thought Caesar's was had that element of funny because he's funny, but then it also was kind of educational. This is still the learning channel. So basically, we find out from him that he is, for whatever reason, trying to make sure his femurs are still are still swimming because he would like to have kids at some point. 
We do find out that the girl that he was with before, when we saw him in the single life, they're no longer together. Um, he said it's because of the war and the fact that she wanted to stay back with her family, which is definitely understandable. But I just think it never was going to work out anyways. Um, but basically, he, um, he does an at-home fertility test to see what his birth count is. And about, I think, a week or so later, he gets the results and it's nil, zero, none, no count, no sperm, nada, no game done, nothing. <laughs> and he is obviously distraught, understandably distraught, but he is deciding he's going to go and talk to a doctor who can kind of direct him into the right thing, figure out what's going on, all of that. So what I didn't know is that men see urologists for this kind of thing. I didn't know that. I don't know if that's accurate. But anyways, um, he sees a urologist and has the conversation with him about everything. And the doctor does say to him, okay, well, those at-home tests are usually very accurate. So chances are you got nothing. Nada. Nothing. Silch. Nil. Okay. So... <laughs> He says that, listen, let's try to figure this out, figure it all out. And he's asked him, so are you on any testosterone or, or any, sorry, any hormonal medication? And he says that he is on testosterone, which I didn't realize that when you, when some man goes on testosterone, that is kind of what they put you on to kind of help the mental state that you might be in. I had no clue. I had no clue that that is something that can be done um, for someone who is maybe mentally struggling. And so he is on testosterone for that reason. But with him being on testosterone, it can affect his sperm count or better yet, make it nil, none. So, okay, I'm going to stop, guys. I'm so sorry. But yeah, that's basically what can happen. And I questioned them like, okay, but did anyone tell him this before he started the medication? Because I don't understand how he had no knowledge that that could have been a reality for him. Definitely no clue. But nonetheless, they do um, an examination of um, his penis, balls all of that nonsense that I just didn't need to actually see. But they do that. And basically, which again, I didn't need to view. Basically, he, the doctor tells him, okay, we have one testicle that's actually smaller than the other testicle, but that's probably because of the testosterone medication. So that probably would go back to normal when you have, um, an erection is it straight apparently it is didn't need to know that either so he says okay great perfect but then it's like he also says well you actually don't have a complete um circumcision actually done oh it's it's partial because there's still some skin there but that's okay that's fine i'm just like jesus fucking christ but now Caesar is in this place of what do I do? Do I stop the testosterone medication? 
potentially risk the mental health situation? Or do I forget this? Because you can't have both, basically. The one thing that I want to say just to kind of lighten this up a little bit is when the doctor asks him, so you're going to be actively trying? And he says, yes. And I'm like, with whom, sir? Who? Who, what, where, when, how, why? Because you're not actually in a relationship with anybody. <laughs> so how are you actively trying? Um, And then also to go back a bit, when he was actually doing the at-home test and this man has like candles lit, setting the scene and was like, okay, well, great. But yeah, I, 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 I wish him the best. Sean Robinson style. But that's basically it for both Debbie and I think I said already for Debbie that we're done there and for Caesar as well. Then we have Stephen and Olga. We get a little bit of back history with them, obviously, and we kind of knew they had broken up at one point until she found out she was pregnant again. And their daughter is so adorable. But the main focus of this for them for this episode is the fact that he wants to kind of find out where he's from. As we kind of know the back history with him is that I don't think his mom, I don't know if his mom left or his mom passed away, I'm not sure, but um, his father, that he knows who his father is, who who was his father to him, he did pass away and he was raised by his grandma. But then as we kind of, I think we do know this, that he did find out that his dad actually isn't his biological father. And um, he basically is on a journey of trying to figure out who his biological father is. He has some idea as who his father could be. He was kind of given some sort of last name that we don't know, but he says the last name does sound Irish. So we're thinking, which that makes sense. He definitely looks like he could be Irish. So we're kind of seeing that. And we see him spinning into a little test tube and all that to kind of figure out where he's from and, you know, ancestry situation here. And whatever he is told, which we don't know all the details, but it seems that there is a link between this last name that he was told and, um, and there seems to be a match to some sort of relative as well. So we're kind of, he's kind of figuring out where he's from. And I'm happy for him that he's figuring that out. You know, that's kind of it, really. His, um, the kids are adorable. It's great. But that's basically it for this episode, we did get five people this time, which kind of seems to level out with what we're going to get with the next episode, which you'll get in this episode. Um, we're going to be getting um, Yolanda. And Yolanda, we're getting Yolanda, we're getting Sinjin and his new girl. And we're also getting um, uh, Laura. I don't even give a shit about Laura, but we're getting Laura too. Um, and we're also seeing Ed and Liz, which I am obviously not covering them. Um, so yeah, 
that's basically it. So we're going to be just, I'm just going to be covering those three, which kind of levels it off with eight people that are going to be talked about on this episode. But we're going to take a break here. And when we come back, we will hop in with the second episode, which I realized I did not sing. Dancing queen, young and sweet. Oh, okay. Because it's ABBA, I've told you guys. Anyways, now we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll hop in with the next episode. And I'm back with the next episode. So, 90 Day Diary, Season 5, Episode 7. I have a dream. Okay, I'm not singing this one. Because uh, I know the song, but I can't get the tune. Because every time I want to sing it, I want to sing Fernando. So, <laughs> again, we're just doing quick little discussions on each of the people on this one, except for Ed and Liz. I am not talking shit about shit. So, let's go to Yolanda. So, Basically, how this one kind of goes. Yolanda tells us that things between her and John, they're still together, haven't been great. He spends a lot of his time in St. Louis, Missouri, if anyone remembers, because I sure as hell did not. He actually works alongside with his mom, who owns a funeral home. And Really and truly, his mom kind of wants him to take over the business, even though it's kind of maybe not his thing, apparently. But anyway, she, Yolanda, went to St. Louis because she says, or St. Louis, am I saying this right? I am. But anyway, she says that um, she went there because John invited her, apparently. I'm going to get some of my thoughts on whether or not I think she was actually invited. But apparently she was invited. He bought her the ticket. She got there a week later. But he didn't pick her up at the airport. He hasn't gone to see her at the hotel even one time. Nothing. So she's like, you know, I'm just going to show up at the funeral home and and whatever. So hours later at fucking night, y'all, she just decides she's going to go on over to the funeral home. Okay, great. And I'm like, okay, so you couldn't go to your time. I have to go to the night. Okay. I mean, it is a funeral home. They're probably having funerals because duh. But anyways, um, she goes there, ring a dong ding, the doorbell. And his mom comes to go open the door and she's like, oh yeah, of course it's his mom because his mom, if anyone again does not remember, doesn't like this whole idea of him being with Yolanda because he's almost 40 and she's 55, I believe. So she ain't about this. Anyways, he comes out and he's like, what are you doing here? The man doesn't even know she's fucking there. So here's what I'm going to say. The fact that, number one, he didn't go to the airport to go pick her up. He hasn't once gone over to the hotel to go see her. None of that shit. This woman invited herself. She never got an invitation. Literally. She's over here being like, you invited me, you invited me. He's like, I didn't fucking invite you. And she's like, um, 
Okay, like, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. But anyway, they're having this, like, argument. This, yeah, they're having an argument. They're having an argument. And I don't know if anyone else caught this when watching Diaries, but I did. And my mom's like, well, maybe it's just there for show. I said, mm, I don't know, man. But basically, they're in this room arguing, and there is literally a casket just sitting where caskets normally sit when you're in a funeral. And I'm like, Mom, there's flowers on the casket. And you're like, well, it could be for sure. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. But Anyway, there was flowers on this fucking casket. And, um, yeah, they're just having this argument. Well, in front of what I think is someone just trying to lay him, lay themselves to rest. That is it. And they're having this stupid fucking argument. Anyway, then they go over to the office and have more of an argument there. And, um, he, okay, he's an asshole, though, like, a little bit of an asshole, you don't do this shit, him say this about how he picks older women because they usually have their shit together, but you don't, and I'm thinking, sir, you're, you yourself don't have your shit together, you're picking women because you have mommy issues, even though your mom is right there, your mom is a bitch and you have mommy issues okay that's why you're with older women that don't mean you you sir have your shit together because you don't you have a lot of growing up to do like yeah because for a man to take the ring for which he was going to propose with said he got it a few months ago and never had the opportunity because um, <laughs> never had the opportunity because shit changed or whatever the fuck he said. And I'm like, so you take out the ring, you show her the ring saying, this is what I was going to propose to you with, but you know, you don't deserve it anymore. I guess so I'm going to take that back. Is bullshit. That is not okay. I'm sorry, but if a man told that to me, you best believe it don't matter if things get better. I don't want it. I don't want you. You better go return that fucking ring. Cause you ain't giving it to me. And maybe keep it, give it to someone else. Cause I'm just like, are you for real? That's huh. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so his mom sees the ring and she's oh, this was fucking great. This is this is this is a bad mom. It's so good. She's like, What do you mean? And she like pushes her chair. I was like, what do you mean? Like she's prepared and he's like yeah i'm gonna give her the ring and mom doesn't even give him a minute to complete the sentence she gets up and she slaps him right across the face and sits back down like nothing happened it was fucking great i've been seeing this play out i'm sad now that it's happening because i can't keep watching it now <laughs> but i died I'm like this is so good this is it's probably all fucking fake but this is so good but then but then the other thing too that he's meant that he mentions as well is that which I don't know if I fully believe, but 
at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised. John says something around the lines of, I'm not allowed throughout the house. She doesn't let me go to like the kitchen or whatever. I'm literally isolated to one spot in the house, which I'm guessing is the bedroom. And I'm like, okay, well, here, here, here's, oh my God, like I already said, I don't know if I fully believe him, but I also don't know if I don't think that's possible, because I think it's possible. I think Yolanda's the kind of person who would do that, but she's sitting here being like, I'm not familiar, because she's like, I let you go through the house, but I don't believe I don't believe her, but then I don't believe it. I don't know. But this I found interesting because this is kind of where I changed for me. And I'm like, oh, Yolanda, you're full of shit. So he says something about, I guess, why things changed is because he knows she's cheating on him. And I'm like, wait, what? Because then she was accusing him of cheating. And she, and she's like, I'm not cheating on. Him. He's like, Yeah, I'm not. I'm not cheating on you, or was cheating on you because y'all sort of they ain't together now. But she's like, or no, he's like, Give me your phone. And she's like, Well, give me your phone. He's like, Yeah, okay, here it's unlocked, ready to go. Here's the phone. Like, give me your phone. And she doesn't give him the phone because he's accusing her of having like dating app on the phone. But she doesn't give him the phone. And I said, hmm, that's actually a little telling. Because she just kind of deflects instead of giving him the phone. And he's like, you're not going to give me your phone? Okay, give me my phone. Because like, he's like, if you're not going to prove that you're not cheating, then you just fucking go. And she gets up and she walks out. And I'm like, that's fucking telling. So you are on dating apps. Listen. But and there's a thing too. Oh my God, guys, y'all. She's so stupid. She's literally like, I came off the dating apps like a year after we started dating. Y'all been together for three years. But in my, okay, for example, I mean, both my ex-husband and my current boyfriend on a dating app. Okay. I was, I mean, I don't know if I ever really came off the, technically I am still on the apps. But the apps are not on my phone. If I think, probably they're all not even active anymore for all I know. I don't know. But they're not on my phone. I don't go on them. Nothing. I would literally not go on those apps from the moment that we say, okay, we're we're doing this. My girl is going from like a year. She's still going on dating apps and she's, she's with him for a year. That is not how this show works. You get off the fucking apps you know, and then if shit's not going right, then you go back on the apps. If you don't want to delete the account, fine, don't delete the account, but delete the apps off your phone and you're not going to be going on them. I don't got plenty of fish on my phone. I don't got fucking Tinder on my phone. None of that shit is on my phone. Not Bumble was before I was, Bumble was before I was dating, but like, or after I was dating, after I've been in a relationship, so I never did Bumble, but all that shit's off my phone. From the moment we are together. Are you kidding me? No man wants to hear about the fact you want fucking dating apps still a year afterwards. Just like no woman wants to hear a man's on a dating app a year after either. Because they for sure are cheating. 
But I'm just like, Yolanda, you're not seriously trying to tell everybody here that you were selling the apps a year later or up until a year later. And then you came off of them a year later. Mm-mm, that's not that's not right. Anyways, I don't believe a fucking word comes out of this girl's mouth. Anyways, I'm 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 so serious. Share. Mm, mm, okay. Well, that's it for Yolanda. I guess her and John are no longer together. I wish her all the best. Let's move on. Two, Jen and uh, Rishi. Jen is currently in New York, actually living in New York. She's staying at Randy's apartment. That's all I hear that I'm going to go over because we already know these two are not together. He's full-blown married to somebody else now. I'm not going to go diving deep into any of this with Jen and Rishi. It makes absolutely no sense. But basically, I do wonder if the the straw that both counts back with their relationship is the fact that he wanted her to do fertility treatments. Day I remember. If anyone remembers, Jen is like 47, 48. What the fuck is he really trying to do here? He's trying to pull some like Angela shit thinking that this woman can have babies biologically and, and not even just biologically, but um, she can tote it. Um, But she says like, I don't know if I want to have biological children. I think she wouldn't poo-poo the idea of maybe adopting or anything like that, but he wants biological children. When you're talking about men in certain cultures, they definitely want to go for biological children, not adoption. But they end up doing like a, a, a video call together. And she tells him, like, how would you feel if I said I didn't want to have biological children? Is that a deal breaker for you? And he says, yes, it, it is a deal breaker for him. And that's okay. But at the same time, then it's like, okay, this is why mm, I'm not shitting on Jen so much because, oh, yeah, girl, guys coming at her, why wouldn't she? You know what I mean? But people around my age, like Rishi or Michael, for example, even, um, you cut it date with a purpose. We're not little kids anymore. You gotta date with purpose. If you're dating somebody who might be A, doesn't want to have kids, or B, isn't able maybe to have children because of age or whatever the case may be, if that person does not match, do a T or close to exactly what you want, then why are you with them? Move on to the next, which Rishi does. But why Why would you even attempt? I would never be with a man who didn't want to have children. I would never be with a man who doesn't want to get married. I mean, I wasn't sure if I wanted to get married again, but, you know, I get married for the right person. I always knew that. But I would never be with someone who didn't want to have children because at that point you're wasting my time. I date with purpose at age 32. I was starting to date with purpose after I was going through a divorce because I can't go backwards and date for not a purpose. It's not possible for me. It's not. But I don't know. It's 
Yeah. I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter anyways, because as we know, they're not together. And he's now married to somebody else. And now he'll have babies. So it's all, it's all good. But that's it for whatever I'm going to talk about with Jenna Reishi. Let's move on to Laura. Again, I don't want to talk much about fucking Laura. I can't with her. I don't like her. I hate that she's even in the vicinity of where I live. No, we're nowhere near each other. We're a good like hour, hour and a half away from each other. But nonetheless, I don't even want her in this fucking country. But anyway, Laura lives in London, Ontario. Um, not to be confused with London, England, London, Ontario. Um, which is about west or so of Toronto. Anyway, so she, you know, we go through the whole Allen and all all and all of that. Who cares? But she and some of her friends decide they're going to go do some burlesque dancing. I didn't even know things like this exist in my country. <laughs> I mean. I always think of Canada like we don't we don't have we don't have everything that America does, but apparently we do. And go little, I don't know if, she, if this was actually done in London, Ontario. If they traveled to Toronto and did it there, if they traveled somewhere else around the area of London, I'm not sure. Again, I myself have never been to London, Ontario, but um, there's no reason to. Let's be real. But. <laughs> pretty cool. I will say this in general is it's pretty cool. Um, so they do burlesque dancing, which is new because we always do the pole dancing situation, but you know, these are older women. No one's fucking going on a pole, but they do the burlesque dancing. They feel good. They feel, you know, sexy and all that. And she mentions that she's actually going to be going on a date with a guy who is closer to her age, who's Canadian. So I guess she doesn't do any of those things. She doesn't date in her age range. She doesn't date Canadians. Um, <laughs> Same girl, same. I don't date Canadians either. But anyways. <laughs> uh, anyway. I date Canadian. I date people who are in the country, but not necessarily Canadian. But anyway. She um she goes on this date though. And my guy is not quite what I expect her to be with. I mean, I don't know what I expect her to be with honestly, because we've really, truly only seen her with Aladdin. I know she was with some other, like, influencer-type guy or something, another younger guy, but I don't even know what he looks like, so. Oh, no, 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 we did see him briefly, like, on a video call during, um, quarantine episodes. Um, I don't remember what he looks like, though. But anyway, this guy's not quite what I would have pictured her with, and he definitely is older. Um, I think he's widowed, if I'm correct. Anyway, man of few words. He's a man of few words. He didn't have a lot to say. Everybody, I want to do a PSA for Canada. We talk, clearly. So, this guy, I think he was just probably really shy and couldn't really talk on camera. Maybe he just didn't feel comfortable talking on camera. Because my girl has a fucking, like, selfie stick on her phone and saying, you're looking handsome tonight, and just kind of, like, just points the shit in his, did he know <laughs> about the camera of it all? Like, I don't know, but he seemed very shell-shocked. He didn't want to talk, didn't want to do any of those things. So, it, I think it's a lot of that. I think they should have a second date with no 
phone sticking in his face and see how it goes. But otherwise, that is basically it for Thora. The other thing I just want to mention too is you know you're in fucking Canada when you have the maple leaves playing in the background. Anyway, don't think I didn't catch that, y'all. I caught it. Okay. I know a fucking hockey game when I see it, even though this might be blasphemy for me being in Canada. I hate hockey. The leaves suck. Yeah, I said it. Don't come for me. You know it's true, even if you want to pretend like they can win. Pretend they can win. It's fine. Do you. It hurt makes you sleep at night. Anyway, that's it for Laura. Then we get very last person, Sinjin and his new girlfriend. I absolutely hate Sinjin. I really do. Amazing how the edit can just change a person. When I thought Sinjin was the better one of the two and Tania is the problem, or should I say Tanya? She deserves it now. But, um, how things change when you realize that Sinjin's the problem. Um, and, oh God, Sinjin triggers me because that's how my boyfriend kind of used to be. Just this, definitely, but actually, I can't even say that. I can't even say that. He was a lot better than Sinjin. Sinjin has absolutely no idea what he's doing in life and he's like 36 or some shit. Um, he hasn't grown up at all. Like he's, he hasn't grown up. He's free-spirited. You should be free-spirited but still have a fucking purpose in life. This man does not. Anyways, he's with his new girlfriend who we did meet, I believe, at the last single life tell-all. I think we did meet her. And, uh, She's, she's exactly the kind of woman I actually picture him with. Um, seems to be very out there, the piercings, the tats and all of that. Like she seems exactly what I kind of would picture him with. I think Tanya was not quite it. I don't know. I just see him with a girl like her. Maybe that's just it, but I don't know. And she's very young in comparison to him. Was she 23, 24? She's very young. And I know he's in his 30s. I, I don't know. I think I'm wrong with age, but I think he must be like 34, 35. I don't, I don't, I can't remember. But anyway, I think he needs someone maybe a little younger. Anyways, it's still just, whoa. But I think he needs someone younger because man doesn't want to have kids. Someone in their early 20s or so doesn't you know, may want to have kids, but doesn't know if they, when they want them, they probably don't want them now, whatever. So yeah, they're deciding y'all that they're going to be in a throuple. Well, there's this new show I hear of called Love to Throuple to Couple or Couple to Throuple, whatever, Couple Throuple, that's it. Um, you might want to audition for that next time because I think that show is doing pretty well. So you might want to go to a new season. <laughs> but they're trying to find a third. Um, I'm assuming she, because she's the one who's kind of stick handling this. Her idea, she's doing it all. I think she might be queer and that's fine. Do you, girl, have fun? Um, he says that he's, like, not sure about it, doesn't know how to do it, doesn't know how, because he's never done this before. Sinjin, 
if you really want me to believe that you've never done this before or are not completely 100% open to this idea, please stop. I know you're 100% open to this idea. If I could picture anyone in a throuple, it's Sinjin. And not to mention, my guy is, well, South African men are very sexually driven. But he 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 wants to do this. Come on now, anyway. So they're like taking photos at one point because he doesn't have any acceptable photos that should be on the dating apps for throuples. Um and uh they're taking photos of him and oh my god. Um it's um are we really putting those on the apps? Because um it just didn't feel, it felt, um, if I saw those, I wouldn't particularly want to be involved with him at all. Like, not at all. I'm just saying. Like, he had a serious dad bod. Like, he, he really, like, has he always had a really serious dad bod like that? But when you have, like, the dad bod and then the hair, the hair, y'all, he looked so good with shorter hair. Like, actually hot with shorter hair. Mantelines go go a little bit. Anyway, though. I mean, I'm not against a dad bod, but... Um, anyway. Who cares? He He's comfortable in his own skin, and that's all that really matters. It's just, maybe if he got rid of the hair. Maybe if he got rid of the hair, I, I would be... I'd be in it. I don't know. I don't know. But... They kind of have a conversation about, you know, I guess how they're going to go about this and whatever. And if they're going to be exclusive with the one person, if the person could go off and do their own thing, like, what are they going to do here? And it's like, well, um, you can't tie a person down. I, I don't, I mean, I guess you, but then that's not polyamory anymore. Isn't that the straight up polygamy if you're going to be in an exclusive relationship with them? So I think you need to figure out what exactly you actually want to do and go from there. Um, but anyway, they're going to figure that out. I think, you know, I mean, them kind of saying like, as long as, you know, one person's not in it, you know, or whatever, they have conversations about that, which is great. Communication is very important, especially if you're going to be in a non-traditional relationship, that's important. Um, but I think there's also needs to be, like, I think they need to determine what exactly they're doing here. Um, but I, the, I actually don't even know if they actually made that decision, if they will be exclusive or not with this person. But y'all need to decide what you're going to be, what you're going to be doing here. And then from there, you need to have ground rules. You need to have ground rules. There's just no way. There just needs to be something in place where everyone feels comfortable. But again, I have faith in them. Because again, if I can picture anyone doing polyamory, it's them. So that's basically it for this episode of 90 Day Diaries. So if you like what you heard, please share us with everyone in your life. Please also rate and review. That helps our growth. 
which you can do at either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we're on every one of your favorite podcast apps. So make sure you hit follow, subscribe on your favorite app so you don't miss a single episode. You can connect with us by going to either Facebook or Instagram at Reality Times 2. You can also go to Twitter, TikTok, Reddit at Reality Times 2 Pod. And you can email us by going to Reality Times 2 on Outmail.com. Don't forget we have our website, which is at solo.to forward slash Reality Times 2. And also, don't forget, I have my other podcast with my friend Mikkel called The Next Take Podcast, where we talk about, well, just about everything over there. We're on every one of your favorite podcast apps over there as well. But you can get access to any links, any socials, anything like that by going to our website, which is solo.to forward slash next take podcast. Um, and you also can go to YouTube, which is Next Day Podcast as well. But of course, all of these links will be in the show notes. But that is it for now, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.